Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host. My name is David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend, we watch an episode of the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life, and then we synopsize and discuss the episode and let it act as a springboard to many, many other sidebar conversations, hopefully about fun things, about nostalgic things, about TV and entertainment from our long-lost youths, and hopefully you find it entertaining. So thank you. For tuning in and downloading this episode. My guest this week is Angie Sardinia, returning guest again. Angie is one of the wonderful citizens of Hollywood people that I get to work with on occasion, and uh, I'm really glad that I was able to get her back here because I enjoyed having her here last time, and I think this is a really fun show. Angie and I watch season three, episode 17, The Affair, which had an original air date of February 17th, 1982. It's so weird to say episode 17. You realize season one only had 13 episodes and season two only had 16. So it's like we are now officially in the longest of all the seasons so far. And uh, that will continue as we go through subsequent seasons of the show. Anyway, I think we're ready to jump on in. Let's face the facts with Angie Sardinia. Ladies and gentlemen, returning after her triumphant analysis of Natalie ruining her reputation. Well. A woman with a ruined reputation of her own. Here she is. true. (laughs) Angie Sardinia. Oh my goodness. Thanks for having me again. And you're right. My reputation just definitely... You heard of it, huh? She is what we call a whore. Oh, that's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I don't know where that came from. It's okay. It came from somewhere, honey. Just tell me the truth already. There it is. Well, you shared a story. You shared a story last time where uh, a boy... Oh, yeah, that's right. He tried to grope you and you said, fuck off. And next (laughs) thing you knew... He was telling everyone you Next did. Next thing I knew, I was even I wasn't even in high school, and the high schoolers knew all about me. Apparently, <laughs> her phone was ringing off the hook. Gosh, why is my phone ringing so much? I'm popular now. Oh, my boy. sister's like, "You're a horror. What's going on?" <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, sis. Well, I do not mean to slut shame you. Oh well, okay. you are a slut. Thank you. Yay! I appreciate your honesty. I really do. <laughs> and the snacks as well. Yes, it was a. We did a, a snacky sort of a dinner. We had. Chips and hummus and salsa and cheese and oh, crackers and gosh. watermelon and Oof. Oreos and cheesy bread, leftover cheesy bread. It After was, this, I'm going to go running, honey. Yeah, and uh, I am too, but on the toilet. <laughs> yeah! That's ex- I think that was super loud, by the way. He I went started, there. <laughs> he did, everybody, he did. That's why I leaned back. Hey, man, thanks. And so, well, welcome back. Last time we were doing this, we were doing it That's at right. work on mm-hmm. our long... We, had, we were working a certain show that had really, really long breaks. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me again. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy you're back and yeah, you get thanks. to see my house. Yes, and, it's gorgeous. And, oh, start. Oh, <laughs> I love when people love my house. It's okay. Well, we just watched uh, season three, episode 17 we of sure The Facts did. of Life, and it's called The Affair. Oh, scandalo. Ay. Es- escandalo. Escandaloso. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, escándalo es is a scandal. Yeah, what is, yeah, How do you exactly. say affair in Spanish? I guess I... Uh, 
Well, because I mean, an affair it's, can be oh like an, an affair to remember. It can be an affair could be a party. Like affair is. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> we I never used affair in Spanish. It was more like. She was puteando, puteando. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. Like, it was never a nice thing to say they're having an affair. Okay. It was like, oh no, she's totally puteando. Or like, he's puteando. He's a total puto. You know? Wow. Okay. So it was just very, you know, that's how we used okay. to talk about so things there, like that. There, sometimes there, there are direct <laughs> translations and oh, sometimes yeah. there are not. I'm sure there's a nicer way to say it. Not us growing up, though. Yeah. We didn't not in Spanish. No. Yes. Nice. So uh, before we get started, you yes. know, you know the drill, my dear. First thing I demand of my guests. What is that? I forget. Is that I need for you to give us a one to two sentence synopsis of the show. Oh, jeez. On the fly, off the what? top of your head, use your improv skills. Okay. Like you might two see. Two sentences. Just one, just like you might see in a TV guide really quick just oh to tell goodness. us what happened in the episode. Okay, wait. Uh, big surprise for Natalie and the girls. Will Natalie confront her father? Tune in at 11. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. That's not And the big surprise is, of course, the affair, the title of the show. Oh, I know. And, um, yeah, this is one of those sitcoms where you're like, um, I think we forgot the com. We got the sit. We yeah. Gotta, we got to sit down to watch this one. I yeah, mean, we my word. Yeah, we got to sitch. Oh, uh, gosh, it was, right? But it was like the second, uh, were there three laughs in the entire second oh God, half of the show? And then it was like a nervous one. I was like, ah, oh, what? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yes, we commented where. <laughs> yeah, somebody, you commented, yeah. Somebody kind of cracked, you know, they're. Natalie and her dad, that's a, in the lovely scene that we, we are way, way, way ahead of ourselves. But the scene at the end with Natalie and her dad, oh, there are a couple of points where they smartly have them kind of trying to make light of it, trying to um, ease the tension. Yeah. And in the course of it, you hear a couple of audience members like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> No, like nobody? Okay. Nervous, yeah, nervous laughter like, <laughs> I, I thought I'd be laughing more. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just cut the episode, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I really, oh, you want to start? Yeah. Tell me. But um, yeah, so this was, as far as, let's just, the generalities. This is a good episode in that is it is a good dramatic episode. Oh, yeah, super dramatic. Not a lot of laughs. Uh, really nice work yeah, yeah. from Mindy Cohn. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Really good. For sure, she's really her, her yeah, dramatic she chops. She's really yeah, she digging really in and fun. doing great with this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we have a, a little bit of an overly simplistic view of affairs. Yeah. And crazy. relationships and marriages. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, we'll we'll get into it, but in general, it's uh, I think it's a, a pretty good episode, I, I albeit kinda, not very funny. I kind of dug it though, man. I kind of yeah. dug it because, like, I I mean, you know, that's like a big deal. It's, the whole, uh, yeah. the whole there's there, but there were so many different things in this episode because it wasn't only um, affairs, right? But it was just like a possible maybe people going through a divorce, like the kids, yeah. the product, like the product of divorce and stuff like that. You know, it's it's kind yeah. of interesting. oh no, there's, there's like a, I mean, a lot there's to deal with. Serious issues yeah, here, it was and a lot, right? Was it as just a one? show trying to deal with things that affect teenagers, yeah. this is absolutely one yeah, of them. Yeah, this was, was really this great. is right in right in line. I do not fault them yeah. one bit for tackling this. So we start the episode at this swank Italian restaurant. Super swank. Swank. And it is in 
New York City. Yeah. This is not a place in Manhattan. Yeah. Ever seen? Of course. Isn't that what Blur says? Well, I figure Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. And they all come in, and Natalie and Tootie in particular are all like, Oh my gosh, I know. Oh my God, yeah. it's so beautiful. And uh, here's a nice line. Yeah. It looks just like it did in People, People magazine. People magazine. Yeah. It was except really great. in color. Yeah. It was Remember? Super sweet. Yeah. There was a time that People magazine know, was in the cover was in black and white I and i think some of the pages or some of the ads were in color but the bulk of people magazine used to be black and white i know it's crazy i mean i mean it's, it's so like it's so crazy like i i just thought it was so sweet how they're just always so innocent those two right oh duty like they have their arms around each other I know. they're like they're really clinging to each other in this and it's it's lovely to see that tight a friendship really yeah you know why they probably had them clinging together so much at the beginning is because by the time we get to the halfway point of the episode Tootie is irrelevant. Tootie cannot contribute to this. Oh, I know. So Tootie kind of has to bow out simply because due to characters and the histories that yeah. they've written, right. she no longer really has any stake or anything to say here. Yeah, yeah. So she goes. So I I think it works what they did. Yeah. They did what they had to do, and I think it worked <laughs> fine because Tootie will, I think she literally does not appear in the second half of the show, does she? Oh, at the beginning. No, wait, we just, no, wait, we just checked. Uh, 2D does quickly pop in before um, Dr. Green shows up. God, that's so weird. And, uh, okay, so we begin in this restaurant, and uh, Mrs. Garrett is really oh going, God. she's like a crazy fangirl well, here. She, I was going to say, I, that's exactly, I kind of wrote that she's kind of like a schoolgirl. It's kind of yeah. funny and cute. And, and Mrs. Garrett is fixated <laughs> on, and so this is where Walter Cronkite oh eats lunch. Yeah, and then it's so funny because they're like, oh, that's his wife over there. And she's like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's so Bitch. funny. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. But she's after Walter Cronkite because then he was still, I believe, this is 80, beginning of 82, I believe. He was mm. still doing the CBS Evening News. It was right at the very end. Oh, my gosh. How funny. It was right. I think they were about to pass the torch. Yeah. But you think of the, the sort of main Cronkite years were the 60s and 70s. Well, of course, but it's funny that she's his fangirl, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's funny. And um, to Blair is just playing up the fact that, well, yes, this place is gorgeous and you love it. It's so chic and exclusive and I'm the one that got you here. And, oh, I know people. Hello. And waving. Oh, and she's so funny. It's yeah. ridiculous. And then a guy passes in sunglasses and Natalie and Tootie are like, oh, my God. And they go, did you see that? Yes. Who was that? I don't know, but I'm sure he's somebody. Yeah, wow. so sweet. Yeah, because yeah. she even, they say... There's a, oh, Natalie says, there's some neat looking guys in here. It's yeah. so sweet, right? Yes. So they get seated at their table and they do the, the sitcom trope, the stage trope where the five of them are clustered on one side of the table yeah. so that there's nobody's back to the camera. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh dear. Well, I guess there's no real way around it. But anyhow, so they're sitting around the table. Joe tries to put her napkin in her shirt and, oh, and Blair, Blair quickly tears it out of her shirt. <laughs> puts the kibosh on that. That's so funny. And so as they're continuing to look around and Blair is saying, oh, this is the place where uh, this is where the rich people yeah. are. This is where the Hollywood, the showbiz people are. And this is where the tisp, is that what she the, said? The the, what does she call the room? The tisp. It's a tr trysts. Trysts. That's so it's trysts. The, this, and that's where the trysts happen, which is interesting because that is where we do eventually <gasps> meet Natalie's dad. But um, the other thing is that talking about how all the famous people here and the famous people who uh, this restaurant is famous and known yeah. for the famous people going there. And... Um, 
<laughs> Blair says, oh, this restaurant has been attended by everybody. Dick and Liz, Eddie and Liz, everybody and Liz. That's funny, I know. That's a good one. And, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's 82. Okay, Eddie, Dick and Liz, Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, that's still somewhat in our consciousness, yeah. maybe, but Richard Burton's been dead a while now. <laughs> And Eddie and Liz, Eddie Fisher, That's the Liz so Taylor, funny. Eddie Fisher thing happened in the 50s. That was like 30 years ago. <laughs> that's so funny, though. That That's what she talks about, you know. It's but that's hilarious. what the middle-aged vaudevillian writers remember, oh my as word. I've said before. Um, so we have to point out some very, very important hair and makeup shit here. Oh, yeah. Number one, I've talked about the makeup and having problems with the makeup on this show. This is a bad makeup episode. Yeah. They've got a lot of lip gloss on the girls, particularly Natalie. We've got that orangey yeah. toned blush that looks like it's the same color on all of them. Yeah, yeah. And darker purpley eyeshadow. What season was this? This is season three. Two and three. Two is when it started to go bad. And, and it's only in certain episodes it gets weird. And Did last... They- Go ahead. You think it might have been lighting or something? Uh, I think it's just a bad makeup artist who just thought, oh, well, I mean, I get the idea that it's, you know, they're teenagers and they probably wouldn't be wearing much makeup. But the fact that they have on this. They had a lot of foundation, that's for sure. Yeah, the colors don't look right. And like I've said, it looks like the same orangey blush is on Joe, who should not have any blush on her face. Yeah, 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 that's true. Is also the blush that's on Natalie's face. Um, And we have to talk about Blair's hair. Last week. It was like crazy big, right? It was. Well, here's the thing. Last week, we had the episode where they're all around the sink in the opening credits. That's that quick clip you see of them all around the sink getting ready. Blair pulls some rollers out of her hair. Uh And then as the episode progresses, you realize they forgot to brush her hair out. You could still see the lines from the rollers. You could still see the roots and where it looked like she had taken the rollers out of her hair and not brushed it. Well... We start this episode with that same hairdo where it's like they forgot to brush out her hair after setting it. That's funny. And then as the scene progresses, it is brushed out in certain shots. Yeah, it is brushed out in certain shots. And then it comes back to being not brushed out, meaning they edited together. Mm -hmm. There's a rehearsal taping they would do earlier in the day. Then there'd be rewrites. And then they would do the quote unquote air taping at night. Oh but, my God! Can you but the that? idea is the rehearsal taping is their cushion if they ever need to do any editing or whatever. Mm. So they have two performances to put together, and clearly this was from two different performances. <laughs> but I was just—it was just shocking because before, particularly before it's brushed out, it's not just big. Yeah. It's unsightly. You can really see the dark I know, roots. It's crazy. I it was like, really wow, was... this is ginormous. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unflattering. Well, it's also like, God, it ages her so much. Yes. Right? I was like, yes. Ooh. So yes, we do have a little quick interchange here where Blair talks about a boy she's dating, and then she quickly catches the eye of a different boy with a beard. Oh gosh, what does she say? He has courtroom eyes. <laughs> yeah, she has courtroom eyes. He's gotta be a um law student at Princeton. She's like, I can tell. She could just tell. That's so funny. And all that. And now this after she had said she loves somebody, right? Is that Yeah, she talked about somebody as the love of her life, some other boy. Yeah. And then now there's this. So she does the thing of dropping her napkin and catching his eye. And then... And they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then she looks over back and they're like, well, what's what's that about? And she's like, oh, any second he's going to come over and he's going to look at me and say, excuse me, 
haven't we met somewhere? Yeah. And he walks over to the table. She's like, oh, here he comes. Here and it is. <laughs> and he walks over, walks to Mrs. Garrett. Isn't that funny? Isn't that a funny And thing? says, excuse me, haven't we met somewhere? <laughs> yeah. And Mrs. Garrett is all... <laughs> and then she yeah, says, really I funny. don't know. She says, who are you? Yeah. And he says, I'm Alan Cook. He goes, my sister goes to... Eastland Academy. Yeah. And Mrs. Garrett's like, oh, I'm the dietitian. Of yeah. course, you would have seen me. And she says, so you must be Sandra Cook's brother. And he's like, yes. And Blair is like, oh, <laughs> Sandy and I are dear, dear friends. Blair Warner. Uh-huh, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to be visiting her next weekend. Maybe I'll look you up. Oh, that would be love. So little flirtation, yeah. possible tryst being set up. I know. And it's funny because uh, uh, what does Natalie say? She says something like, wow. Some, she's telling Blair to be able to look at a guy and say, I want you, like... Yeah. Yeah, Natalie was uh, oh, talking Natalie, about... Oh, Natalie, right? Yeah, but Natalie we... said she was... She admired Blair's ability to yeah. just be so forward with men. Yeah, it was just so sweet and yeah. innocent. But, but that's going to come back and we're, we're going to flip those... Oh, we sure We're going to flip those coins and turn them tables in a little Oof. bit. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So she goes away to the bathroom, Natalie? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's Jimmy is the boy that Blair refers to as the love of her life. Oh, that's right, And Jimmy. then she says, huh, bye, Jimmy. Hello, Alan. No, oh, my word. Yes. Oh, isn't that Tootie that says that? Oh, you, you know what? You're right. Yeah, you're Tootie right. says that, right? Like, well, there she goes again. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. So then Natalie says, I think that woman over there is Rachel from another world. And Another World is an NBC soap opera, so yeah. you know they wanted to say, 3 o'clock weekdays. I know, that's what See, I, I threw it in the title too, 11 p.m., tune yeah, in. Exactly, yeah. that's what it is. So Natalie says, I'm going to go and get her autograph. And Natalie's like, I left my autograph book at home. Maybe she'll autograph my napkin. It's a cloth napkin. Well, that's what she went to do. Okay. So she goes after, and, and Mrs. Garrett's like, Natalie, you're not going to chase her into the bathroom. Well, that's right. That's... And she's like, sure, why not? And Mrs. Garrett's like, but, but. Take my napkin, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. It's funny. So Mrs. Oh, Garrett, Garrett. And again, Mrs. Garrett, not a lot to do in this episode. Yeah, it's just funny that they have her there in that restaurant, right? It's funny. Yeah. Mrs. I mean, she, has, she does have some wisdom in the um, uh, oh, yeah, she early totally part does. of the next act. She totally does. Um, so they're away. And then what is it that draws their attention to the back room? Well, it's just them. while Natalie is gone, they happen to see this man. But and some guy just walks in and walk then they in, notice. And they're like... Wait a minute, isn't that Dr. Green? That's Natalie's father. But that's not Natalie's mother. Who and says mi- that? Uh, Blair. Blair. I think it's got to be Blair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, she says it. And so Mrs. Garrett see, even says, Blair, don't insinuate. That's so funny. And um, he goes over and sits down with her. Oof. Now, I have to say. Sits down. The actor- sucking face, bro. Yeah. Yes. The actor playing Natalie's dad, I thought he appeared on more episodes of The Facts of Life. This is the only time really? he is Natalie's dad on this well, show. Well, you know what happens then, huh? <laughs> I know, really. Then we know how that turned we out, know. right? Spoiler then, alert. Uh, spoiler alert. But it is played by actor Norman Burton. Okay. And uh, gentlemen of a certain age and sexual orientation like myself. No kidding. All know that Norman Burton is most famous and most well-known for playing Joe Atkinson on Wonder Woman seasons two and three. Really? And interestingly, it was two seasons uh, of Wonder Woman, but it was only nine episodes, no according kidding. to IMDb. I thought he was on more of them. Wow. Only nine. But yeah, but he has a long, <coughs> he's me. got a mile long. He died in 2003, 
And but he's got a mile long list of credits on IMDb. He's one of those working character actors. Good for him. He was in uh, two of the Planet of the Apes movies. No way. In two different roles, okay. he was in uh, Diamonds Are Forever, which oh, is a nice. James Bond movie, and a ton of TV appearances. So he he was an always working character actor, and uh, and lovely. I really particularly how he handles the tenderness. Yeah. Of the the later scene. Yeah. It's one of those like, oh, he's he's got it going on. This is a solid character actor. Well, you can see a lot of these people did theater as well. Come on. Yeah. So no sooner does Mrs. Garrett say, don't insinuate anything about his presence there with this other woman. They start getting all lovey-dovey and kissy face. I know. At which point they're like, fuck. Um, oh, oh, and it happens when Tootie's like, I'm going to go over and say hi to him. Because Tootie knows him. Again, Tootie and Natalie. Friends, that's they've right, probably that's hung right. out at each other's houses. Yeah. I'm going to go say hi to him. I'm going to not go say yeah, hi to him. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that happened. So then Natalie comes back and we get this very theatrical, yeah, somewhat vaudevillian, we're going to form a human wall. Yeah, they're trying to do so everything. So she doesn't see. We're going to hold up the wine list and the menu. And every time she's like, guys, what are you doing? Okay. Guys, this is crazy. Yeah. And then Natalie sees it. And it's a really nice moment because you're like, ah. She's super bubbly like she always yeah, is. Yeah, she's then happy. She has a great moment. She's really great. She's really good in this She episode. really is. She just suddenly was like, she just yeah. stopped and it was great. And dad is playing tonsil hockey with yeah, this woman. Yeah, he sure is. Can you, I mean, dang. Right? I mean, Can you imagine you look up, you're like, um, like how do you, and, in, and, and you said like what, sophomore in high school? That's a nice punch to the gut. Yeah, <laughs> as a sophomore in high school. Hell yeah. But yeah. here's the thing. I do want to point out. Why would you be sucking face with your mistress in a posh upscale restaurant in Manhattan where apparently the creme de la creme of people who know people go? Yeah. It's like this is where no, you will go to a little tiny hole in the wall yeah, down in the booth village. Booth in the back, right? A booth oh the booth good. in the back down there. That in, sounds fun. Doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does. I want to go to the village. I know. I'm like back. you and I both just oh our eyes like, just was like, yeah, we're like we want to fucking do that. You know right what? Now. We should do that. We should do that sometime. We're gonna it's, go to New York and we're gonna find we're gonna, a little booth in the back do, and village. And, and, and we'll do a podcast. A remote recording. I love it. We're in Greenwich Village right now. Greenwich Village. That's hilarious. <laughs> but um, so yeah, there one does have to question the whole that directorially. Well, hold on. It's also funny because you could see them clearly, right? Yeah. The little archway where they walk them in. We're gonna sit you in the just the far yeah. forward table where everyone can see you. Yeah. If there were a stage <laughs> in this restaurant, we would have put you in the center it's of it. So it's like, really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. And so for that reason, it's like, you yeah, know, directorially, we maybe could have had holding hands. Sure. We could right. have had a kiss on the hand. Yeah. You know, a kiss on the hand and then a peck on the cheek. Yeah. And maybe even yeah. she could have been like, no, don't. We're yeah, funny. And maybe. Control yourself, you horny old but- fuck. <laughs> they, they could have directorially made it at least look like he was trying to be somewhat on the DL with this, you well, know? it's crazy. I, I, yeah. I mean, it is like, whoa, so right. Can you imagine how she fell? She didn't even see him just holding hands. No, she, that she was, saw him sucking face. That's, I mean, that is a hardcore. That's pretty bad. Oh, man. Yes. Anyway, so. So Natalie runs out of the restaurant. The yep. girls have to go after her. And then we end up back at the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, Blair does say something that I was very happy to hear. She says, um, 
you know, affairs are not all bad things. She says sometimes an affair can hold a marriage together. Yeah. And um, I'm a big fan of Dan Savage. And I listen to the Savage Lovecast religiously. The way Dan Savage talks about it is he says, you know, talking about people who are bad at monogamy. And he says, if someone has been married for 50 or 60 years and they maybe cheated once or twice, but it didn't break up the marriage, it didn't break up the family. It was thinking, it goes, I'm not sure that that, it's right to say that that person's bad at monogamy. Dan Savage is like, I think that person's good at monogamy. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He says, if you are told you have to stand in a room on one leg for the rest of your life, and a couple of times <laughs> your other toe taps the floor. <laughs> Is how we put it. But what I really liked is that Joe was like, what? Yeah. What I, interesting That was such a nice surprise, right? Where she was like, no. She's like, marriage is sacred. Yeah. There are vows, right? There or something like vows. that. vows, yeah. Oh, it was so great that she was the one to say that. Putting Joe and Blair in counterpoint again. But you're yeah. like, yeah, I believe. Particularly, you know, from an Italian family. Yeah, yeah. That would have a lot of For religious sure. stuff going on. And... Uh, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. That was totally in line yeah. with the character and and uh, interestingly complex because yeah. Joe sort of has a, ah, who gives a fuck attitude yeah, about yeah, stuff. Yeah, Joe yeah. tends to be... But not with that. That's the thing. It was nice yeah. to see that, that Joe choice. Joe is such a stop making a big deal yeah, out of yeah. shit person. Mm-hmm. Yet this is one thing where Joe was like, no. No, it's not okay. I have a point of view yeah. and I believe strongly I really like that that was I nice do too. yeah it was a yes. nice choice and you know all three girls they were so great they are good yes i really love that dynamic in this scene i was like wow this is really nicely done and to continue to explore this then tootie is like do you think his her dad's had other affairs oh yeah do you think oh yeah my dad right. could have had an affair when he do- goes on a business trip yeah yeah and then that's the thing you know growing up as a as a woman mm-hmm. uh when are you are you a woman I, I am. Okay, I just, identify just as a sure. woman. Okay, very good. Uh, Cisgender. I, you yes. can say that. It's not on the poster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I know that, but what, what do I call you? you oh, what do you call me? <laughs> uh, a slut. You call me a slut. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, well, and my dad and I, I was dad, my, I was the youngest in the family, so I was like, uh, you know, the youngest in the family, daddy's a little girl. Mm-hmm. And when you start questioning, it's, it's an interesting thing to see it on TV because, you know, at one point you, I guess everybody, right? Um you start changing your point of view of your parents. Mm, this so is, it's yeah. really a beautiful, that's another thing that they show, which is really great because I remember that as a kid where I was like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm not crazy about how that was dealt with. You know what I mean? So yeah. the bigger, grander, overarching thing that we don't get into explicitly in this episode, but it's that um, beautiful, terrible, important rite of passage oh, yeah. where we all... Oh, have yeah. to inevitably discover yep. our parents' humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really interesting and shift, right? And it can be devastating. Oh, yeah. At times. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, but yeah, that whole thing where it's like, oh yeah, dude, it's th- that hearing. Well, hearing the girls talk about divorce, right? And then everybody how they feel about it and how they're saying certain things carefully as well. You know, because yeah. she's so innocent. Yeah. And that's like a, a nice 
thing to see between Blair and Joe as well because they don't usually pair, right? No. Like So to be on the same team suddenly when they see that she's really yes. affected by this and just to be like, Blair was um, talking about, oh, well, the first time my mother got divorced, we went to, where was it she first said? Yeah, we went on a trip. We went on a trip. The second one and was Palm Springs and the third time they just went shopping. They went shopping and when my stepfather got the bill and- He was laughing. He was, oh, and oh, he was crying after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, the, first the first time, time I cried, and then we went on a trip. Yeah, and the time I cried, cried for a week. The second trip, my mom cried for a week. The third time, time we went shopping, when my stepdad, stepdad got the bill, he, he cried, cried for a week. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, Joe the whole time's giving the stink. I like, you know, she doesn't yeah. think it's funny. She doesn't so like that, that Blair is. Yeah, she doesn't like that Blair is making light of. Yeah the fact that uh, divorce and marriage is breaking up. And then when Natalie and Mrs. Garrett do come in, yeah, uh, Mrs. Garrett, uh, first of all, they're like, Natalie, do you want to talk? And Natalie's like, nope. Oh, yeah, she sure nope. did. Nope, don't want it. Not, doesn't, she's in denial. She's not dealing Sweet with it. Sweet girl. Then Mrs. Garrett says, oh, Alan called. He said he will be here next oh, weekend. And oh, to Blair. She Natalie. Loses her shit. Oh man, I was like, this is my god. This is the oversimplified sitcom <laughs> psychology. It was crazy. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> when you hold something in and then oh, yeah. it explodes in another oh, way. Yeah, dude, especially with a nice girl like Natalie, right? Oh, yeah. she held that in really well. Yeah. And then she turns to Blair and says, Right after you're talking about Jimmy being the love of your life. And she says, Blair, you're cheap and you're sleazy oh. and you're disgusting. And I wonder no. how many marriages you're going to break up. I know it's crazy. And it's like, whoa. Oh, and you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. And, and she starts good. crying during it. Oh, and it's I like, know. good, get up the waterworks, girl. And then Blair just stays quiet because Miss Garrett's like, she just kind of gives, they give each other that look, oh, man, it's so sad. Yeah. And then Mrs. Garrett is like, okay, you need to take a fucking chill pill. Yeah, yeah. And then Mrs. Garrett basically says, you, you do, you to need to dad. talk about your dad. Yeah, you you need to talk about it with chest. him. Call, And she says, call him. And she's like, I can't do that over the phone. She says, and invite him up. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And it's like, you'll figure it out. So Mrs. Garrett, beautifully supportive. And we end the act with her hugging Natalie yeah. and Natalie crying. And you're just like, oh. And I mean, because sometimes you can't keep certain things in, you know, they'll yeah. eat away at you. And I think that right away. You know, I also like that they show that too, right? Like, it's okay to talk about it. And if you need to get that off your chest, go ahead and do that. Because oh, a yeah. lot of times you'll say, don't say anything. Just deal with it. So it's oh, nice God, to yeah. see. But that was back in the day, right? <laughs> and, right? and parents and stuff. And... It's I do. so important to say talk about it. It's important to talk about it, but there is another Dan Savageism <laughs> is uh, your love life when it comes to your parents should be on a need-to-know basis. I agree, dude. Meaning your parents don't need to know your kinks of in any of, the, any of the stuff you do behind closed doors that doesn't affect them. They don't need to know that. Of course. Your parents have a right to not know about your sex life, mm-hmm. and about your love life. And I, I think that's a two-way street. In particular, the shitty thing here is that Natalie had the right to not have to be involved in the more complex dimensions of her parents' marriage. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, due to his being a stupid idiot, she's thrust in the middle of it. Yeah. And, so. and I feel like the writing treats it in a slightly oversimplified manner. Okay. It can be justified by saying well because she's a teenager because of that it needs to be that is what her point of view would probably be yeah i still think it's i think that's giving the writers a little more credit than probably they deserve they probably did do because so much of there's such a tv trope that an affair this is over this is done this is a completely you know relationship ending thing 
as opposed to, okay, an affair happened. Let's figure out why that affair happened. Yeah, yeah. What is what is what are you not getting that you looked elsewhere for something? And yeah. so often it's not about the sex. Yeah, no. Yeah, and no. other times if it is about the sex, then it's not about the love. Then it's yeah. not about the you know people in non-monogamous relationships can have sex with other people but it's like but no i come home to you i save my love for you i'm sharing my life and my mortgage and raising our children with you non-monogamy is um a thing that dan savage is a big advocate for so i just to bring that up is uh who's to say this really i don't clearly right he was cheating this was a cheating thing is that but the idea that if it was, well, your mother and I have an arrangement where I get my needs met in certain ways by... The, but then again, would she want to hear that? Come on, dude. You know, that's, like, that's, the, that's the need to know thing. And that's one of those like, well, shit. And that's, as an advice call, Miss Dan Savage, sometimes it is yeah. things where it's like, my parents found the box under my bed. Oh, right, so right. So now of they course, know right, what I'm sure. into kind oh of a thing. Oh, my God. I, I would die, by the way. <laughs> I would die. Nobody needs to know, like, I'm not going to fucking talk to my parents about anything that's happened between them. Like, did I deal with them cr- in their crazy ways while I lived in the house with them? Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And But it's, I mean... You know, it's I'm not about to talk to them about No, and you <laughs> Come should. on, get out of it. It's none of my business. I'm a fucking adult now too, so forget about it. Yeah. A friend of mine, once he um he grew up to become a I think it was a LMHC, licensed mental health counselor. At which point his parents started telling him everything oh, no, about dude. them going to swingers clubs oh, and my all God kinds of crazy stuff and actively like not this is stuff we've done like they still actively were into the swinging community (laughs) no way and we're like why do you let them tell you this and he thankfully was just like ah whatever well it's probably like Barbara Streisand I guess and meet the parent or meet the Fockers right like Barbara Mm -hmm. Streisand right you're like oh my gosh how funny is that like a sex counselor stuff like that but anyway Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of I, I really I love how Oh well, we gotta get to the scene where she approaches her dad yeah, because it's like, yeah. oh god, when I when I saw that, I was like, oh no, oh no, like the anxiety that was hitting when I was oh, seeing really? this. Oh my god, because again, like there were moments with my dad that I would get into it with him because I started seeing him in this in this different way, and it was yeah. like no longer like oh yeah, like how she tells him. How could you do this? You're my hero. You're my hero. You and were my hero. You were, yeah. you were. That's right. Yeah. You were my hero. Okay. And he was like, okay, 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 okay. We're talking to her. All right. <laughs> so we come back from commercial, and it's just Joe and Natalie and Blair mm-hmm. sitting in the cafeteria, and we know that Natalie has called for her father. It's this is the next day, by the way. Oh, she's kind of bugging them, and she's annoying them. Oh, what yeah. time what is time it? Is what, it? Da, 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 da. what time was he going to be here? That sort of a thing. But yeah, the incident happened the day before. So that Oof. scene where Natalie yelled at Blair before the commercial, and now this is the same day, which is the day after she saw him in the restaurant. Um, so in this scene, this is a scene we were we were saying how much we love this scene where genuinely you want the support of the girls, oh, where yeah. it becomes Natalie saying, what's it like? Asking them. And Joe and Blair are now suddenly on the same team and they're comforting their friend. And, you know, Joe is like, you know, you kind of get used to it. It's, Mm. you know, things change. Uh, Blair does try to be a little bit glib about it, about you get to go shopping more. Your parents spoil you and all that. Um, 
so it, it doesn't really work. And then um, Joe even says, well, you no longer worry about uh, the worst. You don't you you don't have to worry about the worst thing happening because it already has. Oh, that's right. And then she kind of starts. Then you see you have an insight into how she grew up mm-hmm. with the fighting in the house. You know, I yeah. thought that was a really lovely way to expose her a little bit. Yeah, know, and we know that that's side. part of her history. That's yeah, yeah. absolutely already in there. These we've already established these strong characters with a strong point of view yeah. and a strong backstory that informs that point of view. Yeah. And Blair and Joe are children of divorce. I know. And that's why, as I said earlier, Tootie's kind of out of the, she's out of this league yeah. now. So the two of them comforting Natalie in this time is beautiful. What I love that Joe says is she says, hey, we're okay. We survived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're both so totally different. Right? Yeah. True. So if so that true. were to happen, Natalie, right? Nat, it's going to be okay, Nat, right? Yes. That's so sweet. It Joe is. is so sweet with her like that. And so is Blair. So then Mrs. Garrett and Tootie do come in. And Natalie is getting, sort of stealing her girders here to yeah. uh, confront her dad. And then Natalie starts getting mad and saying, well, if he loved my mother, he wouldn't do this to her. And she's not going to let him get away with it when she finds out. And she's going to find out because I'm going to tell her. And Mrs. Garrett is like, whoa, girl, slow your roll. No, because there's never been divorce in her family. That's why. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's never been a divorce yeah. in my family. And, yeah. all. and it's like, well, whatever, honey. Um, so Mrs. Garrett does comfort her a little bit. But um, then he shows up. Well, and before that, actually, she says, uh, well, sometimes you can come back from it. You can repair it or something like that, right? Because Tootie's like, all you need is love. And, you know, and Miss Garrett says, yeah. sometimes you can't come back from it. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you can't. Yeah. But back in the day, I mean, I don't I mean, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And this was, you know, the 80s was probably the tail end of the wives looking the other way. The wives know, but they yeah. pretend they don't know. That was such a common thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Pre, pre-women's lib, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Dr. Green shows up. I have to say, something I always thought would have been such a cool thing to do. Remember on Friends? Yeah. Rachel, her last name is Green. Yeah. It's green without an E at the end. Yeah. Natalie's last name is Green with an E on the end. Oh, no kidding. I still thought, you know what they should have done? Rachel's dad was a doctor. They always referred to him as Dr. Green. The Mm -hmm. first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's like Natalie's dad, Dr. Green. Yeah. They should have made them brothers and they should have made... Oh, that would have been cool. They should have had Mindy Cohn come on to Friends as Rachel's cousin, oh, Natalie. Oh, that's a good idea. And you could have married the Facts of Life cinematic universe with friends, and David would be the happiest human being and wasn't in the that, history of life. But wasn't that NBC as well? It was. It was. That's a good, that would have been a good thing to that do. That would have been yeah, a really right. cute little tie-in. Look at you. You should be writing sitcoms, I, bro. I, I thought this or at the time. Or tying them in. That's a good idea. They didn't, they didn't call me. Well, they're silly. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so then... They go into the lounge, into the yeah. parlor for their mm-hmm. private conversation. Oh, man. I was like sweating on this one. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, totally. I, mean, I guess I guess I've seen it before, so I, I don't remember how, no, but... It's because I've I've had to approach my, you know, my parents in that way before, and it's kind of crazy. Like, it's so... You, well, because you get nervous because you're, you're looking at them differently. You're talking to them differently. There's yeah. a shift, and so you're like, kind of like... Your world kind of crumbles now. You're like, oh, my God, is this how they've been the whole time? Because, like yeah. you said, it's discovering their humanity, who they are without not without kids but i'm saying like who they really are starts showing yeah. you like 
because you know they kind of let their guard down a little bit when you're starting to get older yeah right? and it's that rite of passage that my parents are human yeah. is also a oh and i'm becoming an adult yeah, i'm becoming yeah. their peer it's going like whoop, it's balancing yeah. out i mean it's not totally balanced out but it's starting and, to shift a little bit you know yeah it's and like then, the seesaw and and you cannot see yeah. far enough down the road yeah. for the point when your parents become your children but oh that's my God. Oh my God. that's please the next even, please. I don't even, oh inevitability anyway. rite of passage Oof. been there done that got all the t-shirts oh jeez I'm sorry to hear that and Oof. um yeah Oof. but um but yeah her seeing her dad differently is really beautiful yes it's really beautiful and she can't even like it's and the blocking, she kept moving and she kept moving and she kept moving, mm-hmm. you know, which is... And he stayed seated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. And he does have a little bit of a sense of humor. The yeah, subtleties well, of his character were very well, nicely peppered in there. She says, where were you yesterday? And he says, oh, I was in surgery most of the day. And was he goes, Mrs. Simpson doesn't have that pesky gallbladder anymore. And then she says, uh, oh, really? You were in surgery, but you, you I thought you were Parmesan. enjoying the Parmesan cheese. And he says, Parmesan cheese? He goes, no surgeon worth his salt would use that anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Like that maybe in the old days kind of a joke. But then, you and, know, I love it. She's got him. But yeah, but she, but then she just goes, she's like, who were you? I saw you. Who? He goes, oh, that was just a friend, a colleague. A and colleague. she breaks down. Beautiful performance. Says, don't lie to me, Dad. Please be honest with me. And in a weird little dialogue thing, he says, what do you want me to say? That's a little bit odd. I know. I, I would have preferred the line to go, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to say? Um... And then she says, I want to hear what's going on. And that's where I feel like, oh, it's still technically not your goddamn business what's going on <laughs> well, with your parents I, I and think your marriage. Right. But at that point, you you don't know that, right? You're having that shift, you know, like, and in, in, I, I get why she says that. Well, because the, the underlying thing is, are you and mom getting a divorce? No, no, no. But I, I get why she says that because, but even then it's like, yeah, it's it's so weird, right? Like we're all in each other's business when we start growing up, right? We're starting yeah. to grow up. We're figuring each other out. There's all these individuals in one place. But when you start shifting into the adult mentality, it's like it, it, you, she's like, I want to know, right? Like, tell me what's going on. You're still thinking it's the business. But at the end of the day, the, he, he could have very well been like, it's none of your business, right? Yeah. He I could have very guess. well said it, but still, she still wants to know because she's, not that she'd want to hear it, though, right? Right. Because it's at the core of it is about the divorce. And, you know, she says, what about mom? He says, this has nothing to do with your mother. And she says, don't you love her anymore? And he says, of course I love your mother. We're going to celebrate our silver anniversary next year. But won't it be tarnished? And she says, won't it be tarnished? I love that. That's a oh, good and one. that was one of the jokes. Yeah, where yeah. Where the audience kind of went, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. You're the no, sort of uncomfortable, no? okay. like, yeah, that was yeah. kind of a joke, or at least it was clever. I don't... Uh. Yeah, I don't know what to do here. I'm so um, uncomfortable. Ugh. Then he comes back with, oof, not a... You get why he says this, but it's so like, oh, this is not the way to to explain yourself. Sometimes things happen in a marriage. As you age, you need different things. You start to feel like you've missed out on things. I know that's messed up to tell your kid, right? And and thanks, Natalie. Dad. So you well, regret me or what, bro? Like, uh, but I know. But see, I get it because she. It's one of those. Well, you know now. You can't unknow. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. So the best. And I've do, tried. <laughs> but she lashes back. You mean a midlife crisis, and yeah. that's baloney, Dad. You know it. The same way yeah. that kids who do drugs are just. Objects of peer pressure or something. Yeah, that was a good line because she was. He's it's, like, you, yeah. You know, it's all just baloney. And then she says, "I adored you." 
And he says, don't say that in the past past tense. tense. That scares me. And she says, you were my hero. Oh, I know. And he says, I'm not a hero. I'm just a person. Yeah, which is perfect. That's that's the parent not being the the God and all that. But it's hard, you know, once a... um, a certain bond is broken. It's hard to repair yeah. it. But then she's like, how many other times and how many other oh my women? God. You don't want to hear that. I know. Says, and you're like, it's like, girl, do not ask questions. You don't. It's the first time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. He says the first time. And she's like the first time you cheated or the first time you got caught. I know. And she's super sassy and up, yeah. up front. Right. Yeah. In this episode. And then our resolution, which is back in the oversimplistic category is he says, I'll end it. And she says, Huh? And he says, I will end it. He says, because I don't ever want to have to see the look that is on your face yeah. ever again. Which is beautiful because it focuses on his love for her. Um, you know, there is still the problem of <laughs> I'll end it and I'll stay in a miserable marriage with your mother where I'm not getting my needs met <laughs> because I love you. Hope you're fucking happy. And I, I'm sorry. Oh, I do have hilarious. to think. You know, da, 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 da. but but I but I also would have <laughs> rolled my so... eyes. He's like, "I'll get counseling with your mother." Oh, it's like God. I would have been like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, I I don't know what I wanted, but there's a little part of me. It's just like it's that Ugh. we I get and I've I've not really I've I've been in a relationship where I was cheated on, and um I've I have never cheated. I've never really had the opportunity. <laughs> I, I mean, good. Um, <laughs> So uh, the thing is, knowing just as an adult, having lived and been in relationships, understanding how complex, how many ins and outs and things are that you can't possibly expect a 15-year-old to wrap her brain around. And it is very complicated if you're not, you realize that. And hopefully you do realize that and you learn from the stakes, but that doesn't always happen, you know. But I guess some people can say, okay, well, I'll stay in this marriage forever and ever, ever and ever and i personally couldn't do that and so. and dan savage says why is it that you marry somebody and you don't win at the relationship game until one of the people dies i know he's like why do we do that to ourselves yeah. and the the thing was i think this goes way back to the 80s that dr ruth westheimer yeah. was the one that said there's not one person out there for everybody there is a whole array of ones. Yeah, it's just the the beautiful and, thought of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get it. And I think when you do find one of them, yeah. that that feeling of the, those love feelings, you do get the sense that this is this oh, is yeah. it. This is the one. Oh, my God. And, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, you need to be open enough and strong enough and communicative enough to acknowledge just because I am with you and we are in a monogamous relationship, that doesn't mean... Neither of us is ever going to be attracted to another person yeah, ever yeah. again. Oh, oh, well, how is it that? But he the says ending, at the we, end, we what haven't. What does he say? Yeah, yeah, you haven't done we, the end yet. We, we still have to address the, the odd ending. <laughs> Very odd. I was like, well, oh. Huh? oh did, they, did they run out of videotape? Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> it was what like, that felt oh, like. Okay. Um, you, you almost wonder if there wasn't more. And I. In editing, they said, no, let's end it here. You know what? Let's end it here. I think it makes a stronger statement to end it here. This is my vision. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because it was really weird. Um, But so what we're talking about is um, as soon as he has said to her, I don't want to ever see that look on your face again. Oh, yeah. And that line is 
one of those where it it certainly is a good convincing line for us, I mm, think. Yeah. I like that. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. The no, focus is back on Natalie yeah. and him saying, I hate that this is unraveling our relationship. And that's that's a nice thing. And well, then, you had to own up to it, right? Yeah, <laughs> and she's crying. She's got the waterworks going. She's doing great. Yeah, she is. And then he stands up and they're looking at each other and he says... I'd really like to give you a hug right now, but I don't want to rush you. And then it cuts back to her, and she looks at him, and she cries, and, and then, then it the freeze credits. frames. Yeah, but it was so weird because it almost looked like she was going to walk towards yeah. it, and then maybe back up or back up. So it was like cut before I... any action happened, right? Yeah. Now. And it was like... It was like kind of like a sneeze that you're like, oh, come on, what just? Yeah. And it just that's it, that's I it, that's all it was. It was weird. The script. I wonder if the <laughs> script weird. originally had her hugging him. I don't know. I and, kind of pictured her stepping away from him, but still having that moment, and then him saying, "But I don't want to." I don't yeah. know, something. Well, well, how would you have continued if she didn't hug him? How would you have continued that scene? How how else would you have gotten out of this episode? How would, um, what, what would I we have think done? Actually, I think what would have made t- organically. I think. Uh-huh. For me as an actress, I think uh, if he would have said that, I really want to hug you back, that I would have pulled away. Yeah. But I don't want to rush you. But I don't want to rush and you. And then there's that ending. It was weird. I really like to hug you, but I don't want to rush. At that point, it was like, it was just a weird muddle. Yeah, but but I don't want to rush you. Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. She didn't do anything to, I don't know. It yeah. was weird. And, and maybe, maybe the other Freeze thing frame. is, maybe the better way to have done it would be have him say, I'd really like to hug you now. And have there be a pregnant pause there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just weird. There was no pause. he realizes, oh, she doesn't want me to hug her. Yeah. And then have him say, okay. Right, right. I I don't want to rush you. And then maybe even if it was, well, I love you. Well, that's what I mean. And we'll talk some more. That's what I mean. There was no moment. Yeah. Before he said what he said. So it was yeah. kind of rushed or something. It was yeah. weird. It was like. And yet, if they had hugged at the end, I would have been like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It would have been such a pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sim- beyond, I mean. It, no, because that wouldn't it, have happened. Come it, on, I'm glad they did. The, the oversimplification, that yeah, would have yeah. been the, well, okay, you said you're going to stop seeing her, so everything yeah, is okay. And the reality now. is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I get why yeah. the hug would have been. Ugh. I would have, I would have probably really been unhappy with the hug. Yeah. But I feel like there's some finessing in the script, and I don't know what. But something different needed to happen. And uh, yeah, writers, get in your time machine weird. and please fix that for yeah, me. Yeah, it was just Thank weird. You. It was like an abrupt freeze frame. It was weird. It was yeah. like, and it wasn't it was weird. And I don't feel like it was abrupt in the sense that it just suddenly was like, boom, it was over. No. There it was, was this pregnant moment of her just staring at him and crying. And then a freeze frame. And then it froze. It was, it was like, and yeah. Yeah, it's almost like what well, was no, it wasn't. I'm sorry, you're right. It wasn't a brother. It was just like like you said. It's like almost they ran out of tape. Yeah, it makes I, sense. Yeah, I'll give them that. They ran out of tape. They like, ran out of tape. That's what that's it looked what it like. It anyway. ain't cheap, you know. Yeah. Well, it was okay. good, man. It was a great episode. I loved <sighs> yeah, it. Yeah. It, I love that journey with Nat. Well, I love Natalie. It, it was great in what I will give it props for. In spite of the on the negative side, we have the oversimplification yeah. of relationships, marriages, and understanding your parents being. Human beings. Your parents being involved in such a thing that yeah, a teenager can't understand. And therefore, there is a part of me that wants to say, and so a teenager does not have the right to turn and confront oh, God. their dad regarding something that's private like that, even though he was 
a fucking idiot and made it public. Yeah, yeah, what a dumbass. But on the good side, we have the character work of Joe and Blair as children of divorce. Mm-hmm. We have them technically bonding. That's, yeah, that's, that's really thing great. That, that was subliminally was bonding Joe yeah, and Blair. Yeah, absolutely. More. Yeah, for sure. The theme that's of, what I said. Yeah. The theme of not just uh, learning that your parents are human, but the even bigger theme of. I'm not a kid anymore. I, I can't just bury my head in the sand and expect that everything is always going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And my parents will always be there in that, that, that their marriage or anything yeah. is permanent. That's really, yeah. you know, it's dealing with the issue of divorce or at least marital problems. That's a big thing. And that was a big thing going on at the that time. Was a big deal, Very man. timely, absolutely appropriate yeah. for this as subject matter for the show. Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved yeah. it. I loved every minute of it. Of it. Yeah. The girls oh. were great, as always. Yeah. And you know what else I think was really great? You. <gasps> you, you, Angie Sardinia. What me? Yes, me? you were fabulous. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you were here. I really appreciate you. do this. And... Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks yeah. for all the snacky snacks. I mean, oh, you're so welcome. And thanks for letting me write on this notepad that says David Almeida in it. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Look at yeah, that. my notepad. Thanks, David. I, I used to work for a printing company, so I have notepads with my name Look on them. You. I thought you named him David. That's yeah, what I thought. each I I hand I uh, I hand decorated each sheet. Yes, I the love affair. that. It's fantastic affair. Yes, you it's have it. Right there. Yes. So uh, I said it before, and we made good on it. I said, "Do come back. I hope you Thank do it you. again. You Please did it again. Do. I hope you are able to come back yet again. Absolutely, third time's a charm, yes. honey. Yes, uh, I love it. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. And bye. Bye. And there you have it. That was Angie Sardinia. Back for more. I'm really glad she was able to do the show again. A couple of things before I send you on your way. An interesting fact about Natalie's father. We talk about Norman Burton being the actor who plays him. Well, when he was on Wonder Woman, there is an episode where he has a daughter who is in danger that Wonder Woman has to rescue. That daughter was played by Eve Plum. That's Jan Brady, to most people who know that name. And full circle moment, Eve Plum is going to be coming up next season on The Facts of Life as Blair's stepsister. So, Blair's stepsister, Natalie's dad, everything is an Oprah full circle moment in the world of 1980s television. I did also mention in this episode something about Joe being Italian, of course, duh, Paul Nacek is a Polish name, not Italian, but, you know, from the Bronx, same difference, really, it's about the same, just like when people think that I'm Italian, people used to think my dad was Italian, it's like, well, it's actually Portuguese, but I I really make no case for there being that much of a difference. (laughs) Um, Now, I talked about that dream of a Friends Facts of Life crossover about it being, you know, Natalie Green, Rachel Green, and the two dads being brothers. I said on the show that it wasn't really viable because one of them spelled their last name Green with an E at the end. I did verify that, and I am wrong. Both Natalie Green and Rachel Green spell it green with no E like the color. So that crossover totally could have happened. And um, writers, I'm really upset that you didn't think to do that because, you know, it would have made me really, really happy. And now I'm a little bit mad at you. 
Yeah. And the last thing I want to bring up is, remember last week, Matthew talked about the fact that he commented on one of Lisa Welchel's Instagram posts, and she liked his comment. So Matthew talks about his close personal friend, Lisa Welchel. Well, I had said I had not yet revealed myself and the podcast to the women who are on this show. Well, since recording that episode with Matthew, I did do it. I went on Instagram. I posted a picture of the uh, season two cast, and I put up a little thing about it being on August 24th, the 40th anniversary of the premiere of the show. It's hard to believe. It's crazy. But it was August 24th, 79. And now here we are 40 years later. And I thanked them for the laughs, the lessons, and the inspiration. And I took a deep breath and I tagged all four of the actresses in that photograph. And to my great surprise and delight, Nancy McKeon liked the post. I'm like, oh my God, she knows about me. And she's my best friend now. And Matthew's best friend is Blair. And we could totally hang out together and like go go to the mall and get something over at Chess King. And, and anyway, all the fantasies, all the dreams of being best friends with these girls is <laughs> flooding back to me, to my adolescent crazy brain. Anyhow, but just to make it clear from now on, if Matthew can refer to Lisa Welchel as his close personal friend, Lisa Welchel, I am now pleased to say always my close personal friend, Nancy McKeon. So that's all for this week, guys. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 3, Episode 18. It's called Runaway. And I'm going to have another special guest. So thank you so much for listening to this show, as always. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle Face the Facts Pod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts.